0: Hello, and welcome to Braveheart Conversations,
1: where we learn the art of love through brave and compassionate conversations. I'm Jillian Aurora,
0: and I'm Marie Wallace,
1: and we are your hosts today. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Braveheart Conversations. I am Jillian Aurora, and I'm here today with my co-host, Marie Wallace. Hello, everybody. And we are super excited to be here with you today. We're going to be talking about the imposter syndrome and how that can manifest in money and success. And so we just want to thank you wherever you're joining us from. Typically, we have a Facebook Live every week, but because of the pandemic, we're doing these via Zoom. So um, we are welcoming you from... Uh, Spotify, and Podbean, and we should be approved any day for iTunes, so there's lots of ways to find us. You can also join us on our Facebook group, facebook.com slash groups slash Braveheart Conversations, and you can join in discussions there and see any of our past episodes. So with that, let's jump right in. Um, So as we were kind of chatting before, um, hopping on here today, we were, Marie and I were really talking about um, some of the ways that the internal voices start to say things like, who do you think you are? You know, <laughs> you had a divorce and you're a relationship coach you know, how do you think you can be a coach? Or, you know, I've, I've had so many women um, tell me these things as well. Like they are going through relationship issues or they're really just acknowledging the end of a season and they're in a healing or a coaching or a counseling field. And so all of these feelings come up like, well, I can't practice anymore. I, how dare I um, have these things go on and, you know, it's out of alignment or it's, um it's not uh i'm not worthy i'm i'm not worthy of practicing even though these you may know these are your gifts um this also comes up around money i know this was really big for me as i have had this underlying belief that um i was incapable of taking care of myself and these that voice internally was mirrored in the external voices. So, um, you know, I can remember being told, you know, you'll never leave. You need my money. Right. Or, um, you're, you've always been a failure and you're always going to be a failure or you've been in business so long (laughs) and, um, you haven't made it. What makes you think you're going to make it now? Um, sure you know, you really don't have what it takes. And I, somewhere in me, believed these things and then also manifested that voice around me that would confirm these things. Like we've talked about in many sessions before, if you go out looking for proof, evidence that you aren't good enough, you'll find it. And so these are all ways that we try to find that we're not good enough. And, um, and then, you know, There's other things like, you know, I'm not, I'm not making the amount of money that I should be making, or I don't have the amount of clients I should have, or whatever the thing is that applies to your business. So then, therefore, I'm a fraud. Therefore, I'm, I'm not, uh, I'm not really a coach or doing what it takes. I'm not good enough. If I was good enough, then I would have all the money. If I was good enough, then I would have all the (laughs) things, right? So. Um, these are all of the different ways that these um, imposter syndrome things or self-worth things um, manifest in, in success and business. So I really want to dive in and talk about these things and then maybe even talk about how this can also manifest in relationship issues as well. Um, I, I just briefly want to touch on how you know, we ha- we did a whole episode at one time on finances and, and uh, how to keep your financial health good in a relationship. So I want to touch on that just briefly here is that sometimes, you know, the very things we're talking about, this imposter syndrome can be made worse by a relationship that's reinforcing the ideas that you don't have financial independence, that you must be, you um, You must be reliant on someone else to take care of you because that's really just feeding that imposter syndrome um, and that belief that you can't do this on your own. You're really not good enough or skilled enough or whatever enough to make it on your own. So you must have this other human being support you. So Marie, I want to hear what you have to say about the (laughs) imposter syndrome and success and finances.
0: Well, you covered quite a few things that um, I have felt many times, and even I think the pan- pandemic happens to exacerbate some of those voices. and And I think that those of us who've been used to even being independent most of the time, and then your world gets rocked a little bit, and and you, we, as human beings, have followed that paradigm of success equals, you know money or or excuse me my self-worth is tied into money or success or people pleasing or any of those things and so when your world gets rocked a little bit you go but who am I I mean like who am I to be a coach in this who am I just like you said you you said all the things that you know have come up especially in the last week few weeks is um, cause things are in a state of unrest and, and, um, anyway, just that script, like you said, that runs through your head. And if you do have a relationship, I, I'm lucky not to have that relationship, but I have had it in the past. Like, who do you think you are, um, doing this because you know, you're in this place and, which challenges my self-worth which challenges you know my skills and abilities and capabilities even though like you said earlier i know these are my gifts and i have um, seen that time and time again it just takes a few negative voices being repeated over and over before you're going wait a minute, like, should I be, especially if you're a reflective person, right? Just like, should I be rethinking this? Should I be doing something else? And so there's, it just kind of rocks your world a little bit.
1: Yeah. So this, this is a great uh, topic and reminder for me. I think this is really similar to, um, in, in the spiritual community, what I have found is, you know, you have this idea of manifestation. And really, what is taught is that whatever you focus on, you'll get more of, right? Which there's some really great um, tools, skills, and even laws wrapped up in this teaching. But sometimes it seems to get really simplified. And um, what I've seen happen is people will, will have something that feels really awful happen or maybe they don't have uh, an abundance of money or whatever the thing is that they thought I'm going to focus on this. I'm going to, you know, put my energy here and I'm going to get this back. And it's very transactional. And I don't believe that's the way manifestation works. First of all, it's not a (laughs) transaction with the universe. Uh, And the other thing is there's so much shame wrapped up in, oh my gosh, I got cancer. Therefore, that means I was thinking badly, right? Mm -hmm. So then there's a lot of judgment. I caused this to come upon myself and what did I do wrong, right? What did I do wrong? Very key words there. What did I do wrong? So my belief is that our soul is the one choosing what we're going to manifest and we aren't here. We are not here on this planet to exist in comfort and ease, and um, and bliss. Like that's that's not our purpose. Being on this planet, our purpose is mastery. So, will we experience pleasure and bliss and joy and all of those beautiful things? We will absolutely. And. We are here to learn and master. And so what we manifest is in alignment with what our soul wants to attract, which is mastery. And mastery comes with some pain. Yes. Well, um, I don't get to compete in a bodybuilding competition without going to the gym and tearing my muscles apart. Yep. Right? And life is very much the same way. When we master something, it's because we have torn apart our muscles over and over and over and torn them apart and let them heal and torn them apart and let them heal. And this is the way that we build muscles, we build strength, right? This is how we master. And so we get to release any judgment that we have around being um, not good enough and that we did something wrong. No, you're just manifesting some pain and discomfort in order to master and learn something new. And the same, I believe, is true with abundance. So, um, yes, we do get to experience abundance. And I also believe it's true that abundance or lack of abundance is not attached to your worth. It's not (laughs) even attached to doing something right or wrong. It just is. So, um, we get to unlink, you know, doing something wrong with not having enough. And that's been so key for me because so often I have linked, you know, if, if I don't see the, the amount of money in the bank or the success, then I must be doing something wrong. Um, an affirmation that, my coach gave me that feels very uncomfortable, it's difficult, is I'm unavailable to be wrong.
0: Ooh, I like that.
1: (laughs) I'm unavailable to be wrong. And that's, um, that it feels really um, challenging for me. I'm unavailable to be wrong. And it it rubs up against this idea um, where very often my mind is telling me I'm wrong. I have that voice telling me I'm wrong. And that if I had just done it better,
0: then I would have X, Y, Z. And so we get to, Oh, well, um, that's a lot of old paradigm too, right? We have this old paradigm that people have, have in society have given us that if you're not here, then you're either not working hard enough, or like you said, I'm not worthy enough. I, you know, what have I done wrong? <coughs> and even in your case where, where the, with the cancer person. I've seen people really bully someone who had cancer and they weren't getting better because then they obviously aren't having positive thoughts or if they just had more positive thoughts, then they would get better. And, And that one was really difficult to watch this person go through this difficult time. They're already going through something difficult. And then someone puts on this added pressure of, well, you're just not thinking positive enough. You're just not um, eating the right foods, or there, there's something else that you could do more to buy that back. And so, I appreciate you bringing that part up. Is it, I, I really like that. I am unavailable to be wrong. <laughs> yeah, isn't that powerful? It is. It's a little disconcerting at the same time. It it, it does it does bring some um, disease, <laughs> a little uneasiness. But it's good because that's. It also points to the fact that when you were talking about abundance in general, abundance, like most things in life also goes through a season, right? You have your cycles of quite a bit and then it ease you know eases off depending on what's going on. So there are seasons of that. and we are here for mastery and if we're here for a mastery, it means challenging those things mm-hmm. that we, that we have, you know, we rub up against. And I'm a person who's like, well, if I, I'm going through it, I know other people are too. And why, why not challenge it head on? Like, you know, for me, I could have just put things aside and said, well, I don't really want to deal with that right now. Or I can hit it head on and go, so what is this about? You know, I'm curious what is going on. And so, um, I appreciate having the conversation today because that allows us to look at it a little bit deeper,
1: yeah, for sure. Um, yeah this this was something that kept me stuck for a really long time in you know, in a relationship. I think that these these particular voices around money and success do keep us stuck in relationships for a long time. So when you're hearing someone say... Something like, you know, well, you can't leave. You can't leave because you need my money too much. Um, Mm -hmm. And you already have this belief that I can't take care of myself, that no matter how hard I try, it's not good enough. Um, That was a message that that was so strong to me, is during the times that I uh, had lived away from, you know, this was in my marriage that I experienced those voices. But prior to that, I had had unhealthy relationships, unhealthy boundaries where I had given a lot of my money. So I worked like three jobs. I worked a lot of time. And I was also I had a lot of drains. I had a lot of holes (laughs) in my system where I was leaking money, right? Whether it was people stealing from me or I was helping too much, right? I was giving away at my own detriment. And so I really, what he was saying was really only hitting, um, on a voice I had, which was, um, I don't trust myself. I don't trust myself to create what I need, and I don't trust myself to maintain what I need. I don't trust myself to set the boundaries and protect my resources. So ultimately, I ended up having to take that jump, right? I got to Mm -hmm. experience jumping off the cliff and and determining. Like, I I got to see whether or not that belief was true. And what's really great is I watched so many women, including myself, leave really, really scared that they weren't going to be able to do it. And then they discover they're able to do it. They discover. So what I feel I was doing, and I see in a lot of people, is they're depending on a resource instead of their own resourcefulness. So Exactly. I saw my husband as a resource I needed in order to sustain myself. I've seen jobs as a resource that I had to have in order to sustain myself. Instead of relying on my own resourcefulness, whatever comes my way, that is the ultimate resource, is your resourcefulness. It's knowing that no matter what life throws at you, you're going to find a way through it. You're going exactly to exactly lemonade out of lemons, whatever, exactly. comes, whatever comes, you're going to figure it out. And, um, it's not relying on the money. It's not relying on the job. It's not relying on the person it's relying on yourself. It's complete self trust that whatever comes, I will have the resourcefulness to come up with all of my answers that I need.
0: Well said, (laughs) very well said. I think um, you bringing it around to self-trust because I see that in other areas of my life where I have a lot of self-trust that I'll figure it out or I'll work it out, but I have not applied it toward specific things like this um, success. And so that's a really valuable way to look at it because if you've been resourceful in one area of course you can apply it to another area and that's um very beneficial being able to to see that envision that success could look different and trusting and it goes back to trusting the universe too the universe will be there the universe has your back and will be there when you you know at least i i just think it's washing the mind clean of old paradigms as well
1: it really is yeah because i still will find myself sometimes get going into that transaction mode where i'm like okay universe i have done all the things right i've checked all the boxes so now it's time for you to give me some abundance.
0: <laughs> it's your turn.
1: <laughs> it's like, oh wait, no, this this isn't actually a transaction, right? I've, um,
0: I've proven myself.
1: <laughs> so if you applied this to a relationship, you know this this is an icky feeling. If you say, okay, I cleaned the house and I <laughs> and I. um, did the dishes and i cooked the meal and you know whatever that had
0: sex with you
1: yeah so now <laughs> you know, pay up like that's icky yeah. that does not feel good that's not what you're in the relationship for so the universe is the same way you know it's we are not simply saying okay we're gonna put all these you know check all these boxes off and now you're just gonna give me back my investment It's more than that. It's a trusting, it's a flow and a knowing that what I'm going to get, it might be money, but it's going to be way bigger than money, right? Whatever I am receiving is way bigger than money. Um, I am receiving all sorts of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, uh, giving and receiving. So, you know, I'm constantly giving and receiving and it's, it's, a flow that isn't—it's um, as, as much as I want it to be all the time, and um, it's not an order. It's not an order form. I've heard that used before. Like just, just place your order to you. Know, oh yeah, I've heard that. <laughs> and it doesn't—it doesn't resonate for me. It's not a transaction. It's a relationship. It's a connectedness, um, yeah. and a trust that whatever is happening is for my benefit. Whatever is happening is, is exactly what I meant to receive. Um, and sometimes, sometimes the really beautiful thing is in my lack of abundance or money, in my lack of that, sometimes that is the, the perfect time for me to experience miracles, right? So there is this whole other space, this whole other realm for... The universe to work in, the divine to work in. So I get to experience where um, I get maybe an unexpected source of income or somebody who gives me a gift that they don't even know how profound it is, or, you know, just divine appointments that happen that you're like, oh my gosh, like I needed this specific thing this specific day and it just showed up. Like that's what the beauty is in. Um, sometimes not having the the financial you know whatever you want in your bank account um, sometimes there's purpose in that sometimes there is something that we don't see we don't know that we're supposed to experience a miracle we're supposed to receive that really would not have landed if you had what you think you're supposed to have. so all of those things are um, they're a higher level of consciousness and, and divine experience than what a lot of us see when we're in the fear of the money and the finances the other thing that's huge for me is um, what I get to see as my own commitment so mm-hmm. <laughs> I got
0: to sure, it's a glaring one <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's huge. so like um, I have put out to the universe I've put out to all my people that I am... I am 100% committed no matter what, no matter what I lose or gain, I will be in my mission. I will be transparent. I'm totally committed to my um, inner guidance system no matter what, which means even if, even if anything, even if I lose my relationships, even if I lose my home, even if I lose My money, even if I lose anything, I'm committed. I'm committed to my path and following my intuition. That's a lot, right? It is. Um, Because very often people will get to that edge and they will go, oh man, I'm not making it work. I guess I better go back to that nine to five, (laughs) right? Um, So it gets to bring up a lot of you know how committed are you
0: mm-hmm. are you really- i do think that that's a huge test that that when these experiences come up or you know right now it's the covid thing that brings up a lot of experiences for people and, and a lot of people i've talked to and it, it does it does test your commitment to and and I love that you brought up the miracle part because that is something that I have witnessed lots of miracles, and it isn't always in the form of money it's it's in the form of added relationships it's in the form of seeing caring and growing and inventiveness, so much inventiveness and so it is a time of allowing other ways to see things and other ways to um experience that are maybe richer than a dollar value or a success value. And so it's just another way to look at things. And so uh it's really good that you brought those up. And um what better to bring up that glaring thing that there's some things to still work on. <laughs> just, so
1: yeah something a what coach point. told me that really sticks out is um you know Asking myself, if if my business were to fail and I were to lose it all, would I still love myself? And would I still I would. believe I was good enough? And I think these things are attached where If I can't say yes, I have a greater chance of losing everything because that's the lesson. The -hmm. lesson is to love myself no matter what, right? So, you know, good example of this to me is um, what is your motive like when you go to the gym? Is it because you hate yourself or because you love yourself, right? And it can, that same idea can be applied to why am I showing up? to my business, to my work? Am I doing it because I hate myself and I think I need to change myself and make myself better, good enough? Or is it because I love myself already the way that I am, no matter what money I'm making, no matter what success I have, I love myself the way I am. I don't need to add anything more. I'm just doing this because I love myself. Because this is a fun thing to do and a good way to love myself. You know, just like showing up at the gym. Yeah. Nothing good comes out of self-hate.
0: So Nothing.
1: When we drive ourselves and, um, you know, I, uh, I used to be really good at driving myself all the time and sometimes we'll still slip back into that. And it's this like obsession with over-functioning and, um, and, and just driving, driving, driving for productivity. And cause
0: if I work harder, right. Then I'll be worth more, right? I'll be worth more. (laughs) It's a vicious cycle. I've been there.
1: You can ride that treadmill as long as you want. Yep. You're going to get the same result. You won't get anywhere. (laughs) And it's so funny, the more frantically I work, you know, if I sit, I can sit on my computer until midnight, you know, from seven in the morning until midnight, I can sit doing work And I can be super frustrated and overwhelmed by the end of that. And you know, what is really interesting is I can do that for days and feel like I have not accomplished everything on my to-do list. I'm still, you know, just overwhelmed by how much I have to do. And then what's interesting is if I step back and I limit myself to only a certain amount of hours that are healthy for me to work, I am so much more productive and even though that to-do list is still there waiting for me, it does not hold the same power
0: or pressure. It's very interesting. Well, because you're I'm you're enjoying things, you're you have the energy to still enjoy this life, which is why we're doing what we're doing, right? Is to enjoy life. Yes, it's it's you know, self mastery, but it's also to enjoy what we have here and now. And if I stay on that treadmill or I work harder all the time. I'm out of energy to really enjoy why this beautiful gift of being on the earth, right? I've been there. I've done that. I've worked 60, 80 hour work weeks and been too tired to enjoy anything. My family, my friends, the the beautiful space around me, because I've put myself in this situation of being, um, trying to do more to be worth more or to be, yeah. So,
1: yeah, and then I find myself resentful at everything. I'm resentful.
0: Yeah,
1: not getting more done. I'm resentful because I want to be outside enjoying, you know, the sunshine. I like out and man, that's a horrible, vicious cycle. And I do very much believe that all goes back to self worth. That all goes back to this idea that I must work harder in order to be worth something. You know, the more productive I am, the more worthy I am bullshit bullshit that is it's just it's not true there are no prerequisites to worthiness we came here worthy to be loved we came here worthy to enjoy life and to have abundance and all the things we came here um deserving that and um it's it's super powerful when we can shift into that alignment and i i do think it's it's a bit of a battle. It's not like you get it and then you're done. It's it's a weaving yes. spin out, right? So there's moments you're like, oh, I'm really feeling so aligned. And I am I trust myself. I trust the universe. I'm enjoying the flow of life and work. And then there's times where your ass has fallen off and <laughs> think you can't get enough done I and not back. Enough. Gosh, yeah, it's um it's a battle. So I love the, um, the affirmation, I am enough, I do enough, I have enough. It's just a really simple reminder.
0: Well, it's focusing, going back to focusing on, and, and, and there's a big element of gratitude there. I have enough, I do enough. There's a big element of gratitude, being happy with what is and enjoying what is. And sometimes that's that refocuses just what we need um, to get off the treadmill.
1: Yes. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And um, you know, I know a lot of people struggle with the "I am enough," but <clears throat> if I really get clear and go deeper than that, that I do enough and I have enough, I get so caught up in that doing and they're all tied in together, right? They're all tied in together. That's basically what we're talking about today is that when we fall into, I don't do enough or I don't have enough, then somehow that reflects on I'm not enough. You know, that they're all tied in together. But um, something Brene Brown said um, really stuck with me. Um, And I may butcher this, but you know, if you get up in the morning, if, or if you go to bed at night thinking that you didn't get enough done and then wake up in the morning saying you didn't get enough sleep, like there's there's something wrong with that picture, you know? Um, yeah. you're already starting off the day and ending your day with not enough. Not yeah. enough time, not enough, um, not enough effort, is a really icky way that a lot of us live our lives. So really reframing, that you know, when I go to bed, I got exactly what I was supposed to get done. Done, you know. And if we can do that, hopefully we're going to get enough sleep too, right? <laughs> I was going to bed earlier.
0: <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs>
1: um, but yeah. Starting the day off with with the belief that you've you've had enough, had enough sleep. You're doing enough.
0: You're going to get enough done. You have done enough. Yeah well you're able you're able to be in a state of of gratitude and then you're also focusing differently, right? What are you focusing on? oh, you're focusing on I've had enough and now what what like more gets to happen it's a it becomes more of a discovery of like now what do I get to do or now and that it's a whole different energy than starting off with, well, I didn't get enough sleep and yesterday was horrible. I could stay lingering in that. Yeah. And that, that's a terrible energy to stay, stay with because what are you going to get? You're going to get more of that. Right. And I really think like
1: this whole quarantine that we've been in has been a beautiful opportunity to slow down for the people who are in those really busy Jobs for the most part have been grounded, right? Stuck at home and forcefully taking a break. And I think for some of us, that's been really great to just um, reflect on what we do have right in front of us and enjoy. Uh, I know for me, even though I already spend a lot of time at home, it's been nice to have even more time uh, to be at home and just really enjoy um the beauty around me whether it's spring unfolding um and gardening season coming to fruition or just enjoying my my home and my my beautiful decorations and plants and surroundings Um, if we just take a moment take a break from our over functioning (laughs) really
0: it's a pause i mean that i mean people talk about that being a pause it's this pause so what's right in front of you that you may not have noticed
1: right <laughs> right because we truly like, do oh. have so much we do we have so much it's all an illusion it is what you what you think it is so there are millionaires out there who think they don't have enough many of them yes many of them yes. think that you know people are out there seeking for more so it's always good to stop and say you know well, it's all relative to someone else. I have so much.
0: Yes. Right? Us and uh, us women that have bank accounts, and I, there's many parts of the country that women don't even have bank accounts. So, I mean, that's something big that was revealed to me last year. And I go, gosh, there's so much that we don't know that we have that others don't. So like you said, it's all relevant. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah.
1: I'd like to go back to relationships and just touch on that a little bit, keeping some um, financial health and financial hygiene with a partner. So I think it can be very easy, again, to see your partner as a resource that you must have. And this it, it really will damage your relationship and it will also damage your own self-worth. So remember that no matter what relationship you're in, you are still your ultimate resource. Your resourcefulness is your ultimate resource. And with that, you don't need any other resource. So um, you may love your partner, but you don't need your partner for their income or whatever they do for you would it change if you didn't have them in your life of course it would of course it would but you would be fully capable of taking care of yourself and we as human beings every single one of us we are capable of creating massive amounts of wealth and abundance we're capable of it Um, And you don't need to look very far to see examples of that. You don't need to look very far to see examples of people who have come from nothing and uh, created a a very wealthy life. So any of those messages we get to release, all of those fears and doubts we get to release. Um, Be with your partner because you love being with your partner, not because of their resources. That's just a trap. That is just a transaction. It's unfair to you and it's unfair to them. It's unloving to you and it's unloving to them. So if any part of you is staying in a relationship because of their money or their resource and your fear of not being able to create enough, release that, please. And don't, and stop seeing that as something that is okay. It's, it's actually, it's very selfish and it's very destructive to you and to them. So I just want to call that out as we're talking about self-worth yeah. and finances and success, because your disbelief in yourself is is harming everyone
0: around you if that is is present. So, um, unhealthy yeah, unhealthy relationship as well. It because relationships in general is a a building up of each other, support of each other, and it, it helps you expand and grow. And if if yeah, those are just wrong reasons to stay. And it's supposed to be something that brings joy for you and for your partner. And so if yeah. you're staying in for the, the other reasons, you're you're just not in a place of enjoying going back to the enjoying life the way it was meant to be.
1: Hmm. Yep. Yeah. Good. Good stuff. Um. Very good. Yeah. So I just want to throw it out there that if if anybody is feeling triggered by this message at all, or if you have questions, or you know maybe some of the things we talked about is just bringing up more questions. Like, yeah, I see what you're saying, but what about this or that? Like, this doesn't make sense. That's really normal to feel that way. Um, especially if you're being confronted with new, new truths or new ideas. So please reach out to us and, uh, we want to hear your questions. We want to dive in deeper. We want to discuss more of what is coming up for you and some of the challenges that you have as we're sharing. So, um, don't be shy. Don't hesitate to send us some messages. You can do that either, um, through email. My email address is defytheaverage
0: at gmail.com. And Marie is Marie at mariesgold.com. And if it's coming up for you, it's probably coming up for a lot of people. So yes, we really do want to hear from you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And then you can also just start a discussion on our Facebook group as well. Um, which is facebook.com slash groups slash Braveheart Conversations. Um, you can send us messages there as well. So plenty of platforms to reach out and um, connect with us. So anyway, we'll, we will go ahead and wrap up. Please join us next week. We post every Thursday uh, whenever I can get the video uploaded. I apologize. It's, it's been a little sluggish lately but um, we'll get it out as soon as we can, every Thursday. So I love you all, I hope you have a fantastic week, and we will catch up with you again soon, bye-bye. Thank you,
0: bye-bye.